0: Uh, I'm so sorry. I, I didn't have the sound on. Hey, that was my mistake. And uh, and it's worth repeating, though, some of the things I said. If not all the things I said. It's a great implication of David to many aspects of um, the things that we'll be sharing in September. Fear and fate. So let me go through some of the things. Between now that that I'm so sorry that people did not hear, but you can Google David, uh, David in the Bible. You can use a concordance to show you every place that the, the word David appears in the Bible. You can not only look up passages uh in um in the um in the book of kings and chronicles you can look up articles that has to do with uh for instance the psalms and you can look up articles that has to do with um with the new testament um and again i apologize that uh, I didn't have the song on, but I'm going through, I'm going through the stuff, so uh, I'm repeating myself and it's worthwhile, it's worthwhile. So David is a large, large, large figure in the Bible, and in some ways larger than Moses, larger than Abraham. So how can that be? Well, we associate Ourselves and 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 Hebrew peoples associate themselves in a generational way to Abraham. And um, but when it comes to messianic connection, it's between us and David, David and us. So, like I was saying, you know, um, when it comes to messianic association. People don't say that we are sons and daughters of Abraham or Moses. Uh, they says son of David. In the New Testament, David is called uh, the son of David, and it's, it's strict in the that is in a strict messianic sense. That's why David is so over uh, is so over towering uh in the bible um is is very, very large, and so as we study David in terms of how his fate uh overcame fear and 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 we'll get into very much deep in that um we need to consider some other things um as I was saying before, you know. Uh, David is a large person, geopolitically, politically, militarily, uh, as an ordinary person, as somebody who came up the hard way, uh, He went through the school of hard knocks, as we would say. He's like me and you, yet he's a king, yet he's a messianic figure. David is quite quite complex. And I think that we're going to enjoy ourselves no end uh, as we uh, study uh, the life of David together. Um, This is wonderful, uh, a great opportunity to learn so much of this overpowering figure in the Bible that we can relate to in so many ways. If you were to go to uh, Israel today, one of the principal things that you would see, or you'd be told about, maybe a tour would take you there, would be the tomb of David. Yeah, not the tomb of Elijah, uh, you know, not the tomb of, um, uh, of Jeremiah, but the tomb of David. Like I said before, we don't talk about this the star of um, of Barak, we don't talk about the star of, of Jethro, we don't talk about the star of Rahab, we talk about the star of David, which is a symbol of the Jewish state. So so important uh, uh, who David is. To the Jews, even to this day, and how they relate to him, and of course, many ways in which we relate to David. David relates to us is by his humanness. He loved with passion. He he hated with passion at times, if you want to put it that way, and some people might shudder. He wasn't a mean person necessarily, he wasn't vindictive, and he wasn't foolish. He kept uh, his um, enemies close to him, but at the same time, he seemed to act naively. But in many, many instances, he was quite a cunning person. He plotted, even though people plotted against him. He bided his time, he waited, he sized people up, so forth and so on. He exhibited fear, and it would be interesting how we explore it. Was there fear of many things that David had? He didn't fear Goliath, but did he fear to some degree? Some may say, well, he was just respectful. Uh, You know, uh, Saul... Uh, you know, that, those are interesting things. But at the same time, you know, uh, he's always um, kind of plotting in the back of his mind. Like I said, uh how he treated his enemies. As I said before, he kept them close. But uh, before his son Solomon took over, he and when he got quite old, he got rid of a whole lot of his enemies, who he had kept close, but who he, he knew would try to overthrow Solomon, and um, so he got rid of them. And uh, he was willing to have blood on his hands uh, for the sake of what they, uh, he thought was right. For the people, uh, what I guess he believed that God would expect him to do. So, in a sense, he, he was really a, a Nazaritic, a Nazarite in his own way. Yet, you know, he committed adultery, committed murder, and then he was so compassionate, so loving, so kind so faithful to the people. Uh, It's the same guy who had someone killed cold-bloodedly, so to speak, but was, was very concerned of the plight of the people and certainly looked after them like no one else did. Maybe more than any other king, in the bible period so he's a complex person a family man loved his children loved his children to so much to such a degree that uh, we will see spoil his children and why somebody with so much common sense and so much experience in life why why would he why would he allow his children to kind of go crazy around him? Um, his own children try to kill him, uh, try to take away his throne plotted against him. Yet this is a man who was suspicious of anyone who was still around that uh, was, was related to Saul and may show sure that he treated Mephibosheth with kindness but at the same time keeping an eye on him never fully trusted him yeah I never showed that same kind of astuteness that same type of cleverness that same type of kindness kindness to his own his own children and, and what what is this thing with uh, him and uh uh, Michael, um, um, uh, the daughter of uh, of Saul, um, you know, was there some, or some reverence for Saul that he didn't kind of put her in her place more or whatever? A complex person, and I was happy that I was able to repeat the whole thing. And and that's you know, because we're gonna have a rocking good time with David come September. And like I said before, my prayer is that God will bless you and keep you, keep you and your family and your friends, your neighbors and and you, and and all those who you're acquainted with and even those you are not you're not acquainted with um to this summer i a safe, blessed happy joyous restful enjoyable summer and we look forward to about the second or third week of september you'll be getting notification of it of how we will rejoin. I'm going to archive this. I said a lot of things. You may want to go back and refresh it. And what we do with these broadcasts, we try to keep them as natural as possible. So I did mention that I made a boo booboo, and not turning the sound on at the beginning, and you'll hear all of that. And that's great, you know, because again, we want to keep it natural. It's not a television uh, production in the sense that everything is artificially done. Uh, and um, and so we want uh, people to just feel uh, quite at ease with everything. But again, God bless you and keep you, make His face shine upon you, lift up His countenance upon you now and forever. Amen. Amen. God bless.